Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast, a community where we aim to be strong mothers raising empowered daughters. This is Carrie Kempakis, your host. Today's show is about letting people help you. Nobody wants to be a burden, but even in Scripture, we're told to help carry each other's burdens. We're called to support each other in community. For some people, verbalizing a struggle feels natural, and for others it does not. And wherever you fall on this spectrum, I'll offer some thoughts and tips that can help you build deeper and richer and more honest relationships. Whether you're listening to this episode alone, with friends, or with your favorite girl, I hope it encourages you to share your struggles with people you trust while also being that safe place for your family and friends. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Recently in our home, I implemented a new motto, and that motto is, don't struggle alone. I know this sounds like common sense, but the fact is, these words need to be articulated, especially to our children and teenagers. After all, we live in an age where people are lonelier and more disconnected than ever before. We get bombarded by messages on social media that suggest that everybody else is living the dream, which can make us feel more alone and embarrassed about our own problems. As parents, we can't always assume that our kids will come to us if they have a trial or a struggle. While some kids are vocal and naturally open up, a vast majority don't have this initiative, at least not yet, and they need some prompting to help get the words out. I have a heart for people who struggle alone because I spent the first half of my life doing this myself. Even though I had a loving family and friends, and I showed all the outward signs of being a happy, successful, well-adjusted girl, I internalized my deepest struggles. I bottled up feelings, doubts, questions, and frustrations that I thought I could figure out. Looking back, I realized I could have saved myself a lot of heartache and confusion if I had just let somebody in. Instead, I let my feelings and frustrations build up until they suddenly hit a tipping point and leaked out sideways. I honestly didn't see the problem with being a bottler until I had problems with my college boyfriend. After a few months together, we hit a bump in the road. There were things I wanted to say and some grievances that bothered me, but I couldn't articulate them. I would tell myself that I would, yet when I saw him face to face, it all seemed so silly and better left unsaid. Now, back in high school, if I had problems with a boyfriend that I couldn't verbalize, my solution was to simply break up with him and get a fresh start somewhere else. But I liked this guy in college, so I found an alternative. I wrote him a letter that was seven pages long, and the poor guy had no idea that I was even unhappy until I handed him the dissertation. It completely caught him off guard, but thankfully he was sweet about it. And after he read the letter, he said he was really glad I told him. It hit me then that people are not mind readers, and if I wanted someone to know what I'm thinking or feeling, I had to tell them. This is true even for people I feel close to, who I often mistakenly believe should know me well enough to pick up on all the clues. My college boyfriend got several letters during the years that we dated because admitting some things out loud just felt awkward, and I found it easier to be honest on paper. He was a good sport, and years later, well after we had broken up, he jokingly told me that he always knew we were having problems whenever he got a new letter. As embarrassing as it was to write those, I'm glad I did it because they helped me move forward. They were baby steps in the right direction. And even then, I hoped that one day I'd be able to verbalize the words that only felt safe to say with pen and paper. I was about a year out of college when I started to date my husband. We'd been friends since we were 18, and when we fell for each other, we fell hard. And we knew immediately that one day we'd get married. I also knew in my heart of hearts that if I did not learn to express myself, if I brought my old habit of bottling things up into this relationship, if I let little issues turn into big issues because I was too chicken to be honest early in the process, then I might lose Harry. 
That alone was motivation for me to work on this habit that had hurt me in the past and prevented me from showing my most vulnerable side to anyone. It was hard at first and definitely awkward, but I trusted Harry enough to open up. And thankfully, the more I shared, the easier it became to dig deeper. Even though most of my struggles had nothing to do with him, he listened and empathized. And when he didn't run off, when he grew to love me even more because of my honesty, it gave me the confidence to be me. It showed me what the love of Jesus looks like in real life. And this inspired more transparency in other relationships I had as well, because I wanted to experience more of this deep, genuine, authentic connection. Today, I can talk to Harry like I would a therapist, and truths that I may have once bottled up or felt ashamed of, I can easily speak out loud, and I do speak them out loud because I know we have an enemy who wants all of us to feel lonely, ashamed, and isolated. He wants us to struggle alone so that he can be the loudest voice in our head. God created us to live in community, to help bear each other's burdens and love each other like Christ loves us. But Satan will do anything to keep us from finding this community and make us believe that people won't like us if they know our deepest truths. Many people believe that if you're a Christian, you won't have problems. But the truth is, life is hard for everyone. We all have crosses to bear, problems to walk through, and inner struggles to wrestle with. In John 16.33, Jesus tells us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. God doesn't promise any of us a life free of pain, but he does give us the hope of heaven that makes earthly pain bearable. He also gives us Jesus and other people to walk through our pain with us and comfort us in times of need. It takes a lot of courage to not struggle alone, because when you're in this place, it's very tempting to withdraw. It's tempting to turn inward instead of outward and suffer alone. Satan wants us, of course, because then we might fall for his tricks. Then we might believe the lies he plants in our head. This is dangerous territory because wrapping your mind around just one lie from the enemy is enough to turn any heart away from God. By bringing your struggles to light, by admitting them to people who have earned the right to hear them and can speak truth over you and pray for you, you have protection from the one who wants to take your heart, your mind, and your soul to very dark places. In the best-selling book, Boundaries, The authors say that even when your life seems to be in order, isolation guarantees spiritual vulnerability. Only when your house is full of the love of God and others can you resist the wiles of the devil. The authors say that plugging in with people is not an option or a luxury, but rather a spiritual and emotional life and death issue. No matter how strong you may feel in your struggles, you need people in your life you can share them with. Your children, your teenagers need this too. And chances are, you know already how your children handle their struggles. While some of our children and teenagers are bottlers like me, internalizing their frustrations and not voicing them to anybody, others are exploders, externalizing their pain and taking it out on innocent people. Both tendencies are unhealthy, and the goal for all of us is to be not bottlers or exploders, but rather processors. What processors do is look for a sounding board and healthy-minded people who can listen to their feelings and frustrations and help them find their way. It is therapeutic and freeing to get the truth out in the open, even hard truths, because it is through honest conversations that we discover comfort, direction, unity, and even epiphanies. I can't tell you how many times I have wrestled with a fear that seemed less scary or made more sense once I voiced it out loud. As I said, God created us to live in community, and it is no accident that when we feel lost and weak, when we are struggling and can't even think straight, God will bring people into our life to help us bear the burden. Your question at this point may be, 
How do I get my children and teenagers to open up? How do I become a safe place where they can share their deepest truths? The first thing is to earn their trust. Especially with teenagers, this comes through building a relationship and protecting their privacy. Because if they find out you've been talking way too openly about them, they'll shut down on you. Another way to encourage openness is to check in often, ask how they're doing emotionally, and look for opportunities to see if they have any feelings or frustrations they want to unload. This next generation is facing huge challenges, yet they often don't have the support systems and deep friendships in place to help them through those challenges. I can't tell you how many moms I hear from, of middle schoolers, high schoolers, and college students, whose daughters are in friend groups, yet they still don't feel like they have real friends they can process their struggles with. You can also encourage your children and teenagers to be vulnerable and honest by being vulnerable and honest yourself. Tell them you don't want them to struggle alone, and then share stories from your past of when you struggled alone and how heavy that burden felt. My daughters have a hard time believing that I ever struggled to share my truths out loud, because all they see now is how I lay it on the table. They know all about the letters I had to write to my college boyfriend. They know that I get angry and jealous and sad just like them. They know all about an eating disorder I had my senior year of high school that flew under the radar. And they know a hundred other stories that I'm not ashamed to share because I don't want them to feel shame in sharing their truths with me. My daughters appreciate these conversations, and over the years I've sensed their relief and seen their guards come down as they learn that everybody has struggles, it's a normal thing, and it's perfectly okay to confess them and try to find healing from there. With our daughters and our sons, we need more truth-telling and community. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing the struggles you faced, have your children listen to this podcast so they can hear mine. Make sure they know that to be human is to struggle. And even as adults, we never master the tricky emotions that come with living in a broken world. We can, however, learn to work through our struggles and bring them to light so that the enemy can't convince us there's something wrong with us that nobody would ever understand. If you or your child tend to struggle alone, if you want to have honest and brave conversations, but you're just not there yet and being able to verbalize it, try writing a letter. Take a baby step forward and know that with every letter you write, you'll start to find your voice and gradually gain the courage to speak those truths out loud. There's a saying in addiction recovery that you're only as sick as your secrets. While I don't believe in sharing your secrets with everyone or broadcasting them on social media, I do believe it's healthy to share them with people who've earned the right to know. The people I worry about most are not the people who struggle, but the ones who have difficulty admitting their struggles. Nobody is meant to live solo, and by staying ahead of this conversation and teaching our kids early that there is no shame in admitting the things that make them feel restless, anxious, sad, tempted, regretful, angry, fearful, or just uncomfortable in their own skin, we open the door to crucial conversations that can break down walls and build bridges. On a final note, I just want to share some thoughts from a book I recently read that is popular in the Greek Orthodox Church. It is called Dorotheos of Gaza, Discourses and Sayings. Dorotheos was a Christian monk who lived in the 6th and 7th centuries, and this book is packed with timeless wisdom on how to live in peace and harmony. Dorotheos writes, We should not believe we can direct ourselves. We need assistance. We need guidance in addition to God's grace. No one is more wretched. No one is more easily caught unaware than a man who has no one to guide him along the road to God. Those who have no guidance fall like leaves. This book covers a lot of subjects, but one thing that Dorotheus repeats is that we have a lot more power to conquer our struggles early, when they're small, and before they become ingrained habits. He says that if a man depends on his own strength and has nobody to support him, if he does not bring to light everything about himself, make a habit of revealing his inner thoughts, and seek godly counsel— 
then the enemy can make a plaything of them. Just bringing the truth to light makes the devil flee. When you or someone you love are caught in a struggle, remember this. Push through the awkwardness and do the hard thing of laying it all on the table, even if you have to write a letter to do it. It may not look pretty, and it may not feel good in the moment, but where truth exists, so does hope. Even if there's only one person who's willing to hear your deepest truths, that is a perfect start. That's enough to build your confidence so that you can begin to show the real you and experience more relationships with deep, genuine, and authentic connection. Friends, thank you for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends, leave a ratings or review, and subscribe on iTunes so you can access new episodes as soon as they drop. Also, my new book for moms of teenage girls is now available, and it's getting a terrific response. So check it out in the show notes. I'm thankful to be on this journey with you, and I'm praying for you and those special girls in your life.